This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Pitching coach Tommy Hottavy of the Cubs wearing the blue pullover. Tommy Hottavy, pitching coach for the Chicago Cubs. You're transitioning from being a player to kind of getting into baseball. You take an online class, was it a Boston U, Sabermetrics 101? Yeah. I was a finance major in college and I had an economics minor. A lot of it was to, I'm going to refresh all my econ knowledge and I'm going to do it in a baseball course. It's like one of the best things ever. There's just a lot of trust there with Tommy. We know he's such a hard worker. He puts in all the hours and really, really knows what he's talking about when it comes to pitching. Tommy Hottavy breaking down the starting rotation and bullpen on the north side with Mully and Hall. I'm here for one reason. I want to help these guys get better, and we want to win baseball games. Tommy Hottavy on 670 The Score. score. Tommy. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. Always a pleasure to talk to Tommy Hadovy, the Cubs pitching coach, brought to you by Alpamani Nissan, Alpamani Nissan in Melrose Park, North Avenue, or APNissan.com. Tommy, good morning. How are you? Morning, Tommy. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Good morning. Um, always good to, to get to join you. I didn't sleep much last night, so might as well wake up <laughs> and talk to you guys uh, <laughs> yeah. this morning. So, yeah, it's great, great hearing you guys. Not much of a day off, I imagine. Um, you look at what happened with Kyle Hendricks. Um, I, I, you know, I was saying to David this morning, and, and Tommy, you probably know it better than anyone. After a layoff for him, which what you know, uncertain as to whether it was COVID, uh, you know, a pandemic going on. How are you? How are you feeling? What's going on? Oh, he's okay. Other players coming back. That that shock factor has to be taken into account maybe when we start evaluating what went wrong. Yeah, you know, Kyle's as professional as as it gets with his uh, routine and how he approaches every game, and, and he's going to be the first one to, to say, you know, no excuses for, for what, you know, how things went last night and how that first inning went. But it, it's hard. It's hard with how routine-oriented these guys are to, to go through an 11-day layoff you know, but you know, basically between starts like that, um, you know, he he's talked about this a bunch in the past, just about how it takes him a while when his mechanics kind of get locked in, to, you know, to kind of find where he where things are off a little bit, and once he does, things kind of get rolling. And and when you have that layoff, it kind of it's almost like a little setback in terms of the work that you're trying to put in and, and the timing of your delivery. And, and you know, again, he's not going to make the excuses um, for, for how things went, but, you know, there were three days where he was just basically throwing into a pillow in his room, you know, cause he couldn't, cause he couldn't leave while he's waiting all the tests to come back and stuff. Did we lose Tommy there? It would appear so, David. Um, yeah, we yeah, lost I'm, Tommy. I'm not, I'm not trying to make an excuse for him. I'm just saying that uh, when you, think about a guy like the professor and kind of the professional methodology that he uses, he is kind of a rhythm guy. And clearly there was no rhythm to that first inning. Now he, he regathered and he got better as the, uh, as the game went on, but obviously it's hard to overcome the, uh, the six runs that, uh, that he was stung for in opening the game. And it's difficult to get any sort of uh, rhythm and routine when it's disrupted to the extent the Cubs, you know, routine was disrupted last week. That isn't making an excuse, but when you're dealing with pitchers coming and going and guys who were on the COVID list and because of contact tracing, it does complicate measures. And Kyle Hendricks was right 
in the middle of that, Tommy, and as we welcome you back, you know, how challenging was that stretch when you're dealing with guys who were available, who weren't available, and just, you know, Kyle was affected by it, but were, how many others were as well? Yeah, it's just about, you know, um, not only the physical side of guys, like, you know, being held out, not being to pitch, um, dealing with, you know, some common colds that we weren't sure if that was the case, <laughs> you know, when you have other right. other positives kind of pop up there. Um, but, you know, guys guys have to step up, and I think every man, you know, especially in the bullpen too, wants to be there for that for their teammates and, and be the next man up. Um, so it's just about getting back in the routines, getting back in consistency. We have an off day, obviously, today, but then I think we have 10 in a row um, coming up after this, so it's going to be a, a really good stretch for us to kind of get our consistent work in, um, let's kind of get rolling and, and, you know, let just keep focused on the process that we're trying to do. And, and the results are definitely going to, going to be there. Um, was there any discussion of taking Tommy out? I think he had third, uh, excuse me, taking, um, uh, Hendricks out. I think he had something like 35 pitches in that first inning. Uh, how does that work? Do you guys t- wait and talk to him when he comes out? Do you and, and Rossi talk about it? How, uh, how, how does that kind of work? He ended up kind of settling down. Uh, obviously, a lot of damage done, but uh, but he he lasted. I was surprised he lasted as long as he did after that first inning. Yeah, I, I we definitely talk about that, and it is a combination of conversations with Rossi and myself, and then obviously feeling out Kyle when he comes in. Um, but going eleven days and then having a thirty-five pitch first inning, and then getting pulled and, and not pitching for another four days or five days, you know, is, is a tough way to go. So I, I, I do think it's important for guys to be able to work through some of those things. Um, even, you know, when it doesn't go well, just to be able to, to, to try to iron out the things that aren't right instead of, you know, waiting five days to, to do that again, relievers have the advantage in that is that you can go out and have a bad outing and be in there the next day. And starters are, you know, obviously a little bit different routine, um, wise but yeah i think i think in a big spot there in the first if we had gotten all the way down to our pitcher spot also kind of like they did in the first which was we you know put up some runs early that there's a chance we might hit for him and make that decision based on the game and then just kind of roll but um i think for his development and just the, the continuing to get the work in that he needs i thought it was a good job by him to kind of settle down and at least go out there and you know get us through the fourth Tom, I have to ask you about the situation with Ryan Tapera on uh, last week, and he talked about it after being uh, suspended for three games, and certainly he's been at the center of things. Um, and he was pretty open about how he felt like he needed to send a message. And, and I do think that when your team leads Major League Baseball in being hit by a pitch, it puts your pitchers in, in a spot where you probably don't want to be, but it's a delicate balance you have to strike. And I know that you have these conversations ongoing, and you know when you, you respect the old-school approach, and but you are a, a new-age pitching coach, so you kind of have those two things kind of in conflict as well. What is your overall approach and how I have these conversations gone with Tapura and other pitchers on your staff? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great topic, great question to kind of think through how this, how this all works. You know, we, we obviously you never want to hit people and you don't want to, you want to hurt people, but you want, you have to pitch inside in this league. You have to, the, the hitters are too good. Um, you know, last night I thought you, Another example, like we're trying to pitch inside, we didn't we didn't execute the pitches and we hit a few guys. Um, 
with that being said, you know, there have been multiple games this year, multiple games where our guys have been hit multiple times. We haven't hit anybody, and we've received warnings from the umpires. And, and when, when you're receiving warnings and you haven't done anything other than get hit, it feels like you feel that as a team. You know, you feel that as like, okay, they're just going to let, we're just going to let teams keep pitching in. We get hit and, and we understand that's part of the game, but to receive warnings from umpires that we haven't done anything in retaliation or hit anybody is, is, is tough. So, you know, obviously we, we, we believe in our, our group and we want to show support on both sides and we just have to find ways to be able to, to combat all this. And, and, you know, it, it's a tough topic because you, again, you don't want to throw at people and, and hurt people. And, and a lot of the times we get hit, teams are trying to pitch in and just not executing pitches. But it goes back to like what we talk about with our guys, like we want to pitch in, but you got to execute that. If you, if you can't, if you're pitching in and you can't execute fastballs in, then, then you're at some point you're going to hurt somebody. And, and that's what this game needs to get better at are these guys that throw as hard as they can every time versus the Hendricks and, and Mills and Davies and these guys that can command the fastball and can pitch in with a purpose and still execute pitches. Like we, we can't get away from, from that aspect of it. So these guys that just throw are throwing 97 and just running them in there trying to, you know, dust people off the plate. Tommy, when we think about the um, kind of the happy stories this season, uh, maybe the happiest is, is is Craig Kimbrell. I mean, here's a guy that you were worried about his career, frankly, and, and uh, the, a couple of seasons where he really struggled, and you thought, "Wow, like how how is this going to work out?" And it's worked out brilliantly. I mean, he's just been fantastic. How do how do you regain that when you seem to have lost it? What is the work that he's put in, and uh, and how pleased are you for him? Well, I mean, obviously the 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 work he's done and, and how things are going, you're just you're so happy for for him just for the because of the work he put in and what he went through last year. I think it's pretty well documented, kind of what what his thoughts were, what we went through, what we focused on, the things we were working on mechanically. Um, to get him back right. Um, and, and now, you know, just just continuing to make sure we're focused on the right things. You know, when you have a career like Craig does, and you're basically a, a superstar, all-star closer your entire career, and you don't have a lot of times where you, where you struggle, when, when you do, it's kind of hard to fall back on anything that worked in the past, you know, because it's like one time, well, maybe it was this that, that got me right, but my stuff was, was good enough to kind of get me through this period, and then it just started clicking again. Or, um, you know, maybe there was a, uh, a small mechanical tweak here, but that, I don't really know if that really worked. So we took a, maybe a more, I don't know, scientific approach to it, is trying to identify the, the markers and things that really are the keys you know, to, to making him successful mechanical cues that we want him to hit, but also just, just some of the, the pitch data, the quick feedback response that we, he can get when he is throwing his bullpens or working in the off season and going through what he went through, um, finding these targets and being able to like hone in on them all off season, I think was a huge, a huge advantage um, for him for first time, really understanding what some of this meant and, and how to correct it when it wasn't right. And, and now you're just seeing a guy just going out there that feels great, knows even last night he, he felt like a few of his uh, first 
fastballs he was throwing had a little cut to him. Um, was able to make that adjustment right away to kind of create that more like ride life with the heater in the zone again, and 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 made that adjustment in game, and and that's what you want to see. Um, and it's been fun to he's he's a fun guy to work with, obviously because the stuff is elite. Um, but but he's learning, you know, even at the point he has is is in his career with the success he's had he's always wants to learn and get better and that's that's what you love tommy after his second start adbert alzali was optioned to the alternate site how much of that was just roster management trying to get some pitchers up here that could help you in the interim and how much of that was about player development needing for him to improve on certain things uh specifically that you need him to improve on yeah, I think, I mean, I want to say it's a combination of all of it, but to be honest with you, I I think it was more because of the whole, for, for Kyle's situation. You know, what we are what we try to avoid, um, like you saw with Kyle last night, is these long lapses in, in getting work for the starters. And, and knowing that there was a high probability that Kyle was going to be able to pitch um, last night, last thing we wanted to do was have, now Adbert have eight days off between starts. And then Jake was going to have seven days off, you know, between starts. And, and sometimes, you know, there, if you, in, in the grand scheme of things, and in, in, when you're looking at the big picture, you know, when you're trying to do a lot of things with Adbert, you're trying to just make sure you, he continues to get the development he needs. He continues to get the work in that he needs. He continues to, you know, we continue to watch, you know, the innings and, and that kind of stuff. But, but in the end, sometimes it just takes one guy you make that move so that everybody else can stay on their normal routine, you know, and, and Abbott's definitely going to be, be back and, and pitching with us and, and contributing with us this year. And, and I think it was, this was just more of a, the situational thing that happened with, with Kyle getting scratched and we kind of scrambled with the bullpen that day. And, and again, he's, he's, He's fun. He's fun to work with. He's again another guy. He's really fun to watch, and, and really the sky's the limit with with what Abbott's going to be able to do this year. And we're you know just going to be excited to watch it. Tommy, thanks so much. Great to catch up with you, and we look forward to doing it again. Great stuff. Thanks, Tommy. You too, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me.